Welcome to Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for Pandemic-Free Future. My name is George Ortega. This is episode number 45, and I'm recording it on Monday night, September 6th, 7th, sorry, at 8.23 p.m. Eastern Time. And, um, you know, there's about as many different kinds of ways to deliver this message message that this series is about is there are probably kinds of people and uh so i'm going to try to like swing positive i mean you know yesterday's show uh, was neutral it was just going through the basic facts that we have to address and there's certainly an element of apprehension about our future that we have to consider um and other now, on other episodes, I've addressed the morality of it, how if you believe in God and you've been participating, being complicit in this you know, abuse and torture of over 70 billion farm animals each year, then you know, you, um, this may explain in large part why, why this is happening to us from a religious perspective. Um, but today, you know, I wanna, I wanna continue with the theme that you know, this show may be useful in educating uh, people about what the future um, seems to be about. Um, but um, I want to, I want to, you know, there's like in, in sales, there's a, um, a technique, a strategy that's, you know, known as assuming the sale. You kind of like just like, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You say something and, and you know, you believe it uh, because it makes so much sense. So, so what I think this episode will be about is um, that, you know, that uh, this series is trying to present, you know, information that, that you might, might find useful, but in a certain sense, it may be inconsequential because, because you're going to, um, Come to this. You're going to come to this understanding. Um, those of us, those of you who's been who've been watching this series again for this is the 45th episode, um, probably understand what the future holds in store for us, the near future. Um, but for those who, who aren't aware of this, who just you know haven't uh, watched, haven't thought about or spoken about our future, our immediate future after this. Um, I think it's just a matter of time that it's gonna become more than apparent. I mean, think about it. Let's say, you know, I mean, let's, let's predict the time where we're no longer wearing masks. Maybe it's a year away, I don't know, a couple of years away, I don't know. But there will, there will come a time when um, the governors of the states and uh, throughout the world, uh, the, the leaders, Everybody understands that, um, that masks are no longer necessary. Thank goodness, thank God. And after these last two, three years of, um, of so many deaths, of so many people becoming ill and being afraid to die and, and, and suffering sometimes for months from this COVID-19, after the distancing from our loved ones, not 
being able to attend graduations and funerals and weddings in person, um, the loss of so many businesses, so many jobs, um, so much, you know, so much money lost, trillions and trillions. You know, we're, we're it's, it's inevitable, it really is inevitable that, um, that we will come to realize that the only way we have available to us to prevent another pandemic, which at that point, everyone will be uh, quite, quite eager to do, is to transition from the farming of animals to uh, cellular agriculture. I mean, you know, ideally, you know, I'm not going to predict this because I, I think it'd be a little too optimistic, but ideally, we might um, consider that, well, you know, like, probably isn't so smart to be eating animal flesh anyhow, because it, you know, it creates a lot of illness, a lot of disease. But, um, but you know, let's, let's set that aside, you know, we, we will, you know, we will realize that in order for us to be as safe as possible, unfortunately for us, um, this measure of safety is what I would guess 99% um, safe, at least 95% safe of future pandemics, which is, you know, I think a, a major, major um, accomplishment. For us to achieve this and no longer have to fear, no longer will our ch children have to fear this ever happening again, again, we will absolutely have to transition to cellular agriculture. And so let's, let's stay with this idea. I mean, like, because that has implications. That has implications because you have to understand that it's not just the United States or China or Canada or Europe. It's, it's not just several, you know, certain countries that have to make this transition. For it to work, for to provide us the measure of safety that we will absolutely be um, craving, you know, as we open up our society from this distance and from these masks and, and you know, all the disruption and death. Um, it's, it's every country in the world. You know, every, every country in the world. I mean, like the, the poor countries in Africa, uh, the poor countries in South America, the poor parts of, of, of Asia and in China, uh, every country in the world will have to be involved in this because there are 4 billion passenger flights every year and rising. You know, our, our population, global population is about 7.5 billion. Now it's supposed to increase between, to between 9 and 10 billion by 2050. So these passenger flights are just gonna increase and these flights do not avoid any country regardless of how poor, you know. So, um, and you know, I mean, basically, yeah, the, the way globalization is going is we, we are, you know, very, very wisely and kindly bringing these um, countries into our global economy so that they can escape their extreme poverty, which is another um, curse which we've been dealing with for, for decades. Uh, several centuries indeed. Um, so, so think about that. So like, you know, the first point is there's absolutely no way, even if Trump were to win, which is like, you know, I guess if he were to win, we maybe deserve what we, you know, we're not fighting hard enough, I don't know. 
but there is really no way that we are going to um, not take advantage of this opportunity that cellular agriculture affords us to, to, to be able to eat all the meat, fish, dairy, eggs we want um, in, in, uh, through a process through the cellular agriculture that not only keeps us 99 plus percent safe from future pandemics, but is so much healthier. The products, the meat and fish and dairy are, would be so much healthier, will be, than the, the, the products we get from, from animals for many reasons. I've gone through this in various shows. And uh, so it's not just about the like, So the other part of this is that, you know, envision, imagine the level of global cooperation that will be absolutely necessary to ensure that every country is on board, every region of every country. You know, some of, some of the African countries have um, very unstable governments. I mean, some of the uh, Middle East countries have unstable governments. Um, everybody's gonna have to be on board. And it's not like, you know, we could have ended global poverty decades ago. We could have ended um, corrupt governance decades ago. But, you know, we apparently didn't have enough incentive, you know, which is unfortunate, but, but you know, now thinking about the future, moving out of COVID-19 into this virtually pandemic-free world, it'll be imperative, it'll be imperative that, that, uh, that we address these issues. So, so from that perspective, you know, in, in religion, in Judaism, Christianity, there's, um, there's the idea that um, even from, from evil, a lot of goodness can come. You know, something that, um, you know, we're being punished. And, and we, we understand this. I mean, we punish our children because uh, we want to teach them right from wrong. And they learn, you know, punishment is, a, is a, an effective instructor. Naturally, it's better. It's better, like, for example, this episode, unlike previous ones in the past where I've tried to scare you into a bit of reason, is about optimism. It's, it's about, you know, offering you a carrot rather than a stick. And uh, so, um, but, you know, like, you know, we, we, we um, this, this coronavirus that, that is evil in so many ways, you know, is so, you know, harmful and destructive, ironically, very, uh, very amazingly, is apparently what we needed to one build the kind of world that we, um, well, that that we should have been building, you know, for, for years in terms of, like, for for example, finally addressing this extreme poverty, you know, and like in other words, like after this revolution, this cellular agricultural revolution, everybody on the planet is going to be able to afford meat and dairy and eggs and you know be able to eat nutritiously you know so that so that um you know close to 10 million children under five don't die of, of largely poverty related causes every year you know uh, much of which, which is related to malnutrition lack of water clean water so um it's not it's not just repairing our um our present circumstance you know being pandemic free and, and you know the, the benefits that accrue from that in the present 
I believe it's, it's, it's finally doing what, what Inconvenient Truth, Al Gore's movie, and what the climate scientists have been trying to get us to understand and act on for decades now. You know, if we think, if we think this coronavirus is a threat to our lifestyle, you know, to our happiness, to our health, our lives, um, do a little research on, on climate change. Um, I know many of you don't believe the science, um, but you know, I mean, I, I hope, I hope this, this crisis era we're going through um, will be enough to convince you that yes, that scientists generally speaking, you know, with, with, with matters as, as clear and non-controversial really from a scientific standpoint as viruses, pandemics, and climate change, you, you know, it's wise to trust. It was, it's incredibly reckless and stupid to, to not trust the experts on this. I'm not saying you can trust the experts on everything, but these two issues, yes. So, so yes, yeah, so like, this is something to look forward to, you know. Were it not for this pandemic, um, Trump would have a much better chance of re being reelected. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying this, supposing that he'll be trounced in November, you know, because again, if we don't trounce him, then we deserve whatever he's got coming for us because uh, he doesn't really care about you. I mean, uh, he cares. I mean, like, I mean, just let, let's get political just for a minute. In other words, like, he could have. Um, you know, provided, he could have made sure that we had enough masks and tests early on. He could have, you know, counseled the country to take this seriously. Instead, he did the opposite. And we're paying the price, and a lot of people are dying, have died, and will die, because, because he's more concerned with being a president again with you or your, than, than with you or your family or your friends or anything. You know, the man is evil, I'm sorry. And again, so like, evil's gonna, uh, goodness is gonna come from his evil just like it came from coronavirus. And, you know, all right, I, I don't wanna get into the politics too much, but, you know, in other words, like the Democrats are absolutely, you know, the Democrats aren't all that good themselves either, really. I mean, they, they talk a good game, but, but basically now, you know, they're gonna have to like spearhead an initiative to ensure that not only are we safe from future pandemics, but we're safe from future Trumps. That, you know, the kinds of lies that he told, the, the divisiveness, the, ins, the insults, the, the horrific, you know, horrible way he, he treated people. I mean, that's got to be illegal. I'm sorry. You know, and then it's like, so, so basically after this, not only can we expect um, to become pandemic free, uh, 99% or so, but we can probably expect a more civil and effective um, political climate, you know, just be able to like, discuss these issues, controversial issues, without the hatred and the divisiveness and all that. All right, so my point is that um, this is a blessing in disguise. It really is. Um, because, you know, think about it. If, if, if we didn't go through this pandemic, Trump would probably be reelected real, because he's not doing so bad right now. Imagine how, you know, how he'd be doing you know, without this COVID-19, there wouldn't have been the economic collapse, you know, and we may get another one that, you know, wouldn't have happened. And, um, and so four more years of Trump, there goes like environmental protections, you know, I mean, he's, he's just like, 
he doesn't even allow his agencies to use the, the, the term climate change. That's how dangerous this man is. So, um, so without this COVID-19, not only we would be, be much more likely to have Trump win a uh, second term, but we would be as complacent about, as indifferent to, and um, inactive about climate change as we have been for the last decades. And again, you know, the Democrats talk a, a good game, but uh, they, um, they could have, uh, they could have done what, what was necessary, especially during, um, during Clinton's administration, uh, especially but during the Obama administration, you know, Gore was the vice president, you know, they knew what was going on. So, so now this is like, you know, <laughs> you know, this coronavirus has set a fire, not under the Republican Party, but under the Democratic Party as well. Well, you know, this corruption, um, people basically getting into politics, not so much for the public good, but to advance their careers. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm getting so political. But for example, here's one of our problems. Um, you know, the, being a congressperson, a House member, it's a two-year job, right? Then you got to run for office again. Now, let's say you, you um, and the, the, the salary is, I think, over 100000 Maybe it's 100000 120000 I don't know. But so let's say you win one time, right? The, the second election you lose. Let's say you're a horrible congressperson, right? You get to retire because these, these politicians have made this law. You know? You get to retire with full salary. So every year after you've lost this, you know, and served only two years, you get $120,000 a year, you know, as your pension. I mean, that's, that's wrong. That's, that's, you know, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg. There's so much wrong with our politics. Um, actually, so yes. So it may be that in order to, um, to do what needs to be done to, to ensure that we're not going to suffer another pandemic. It may be we have to like totally reform politics, which probably means getting money out. You know, probably means that our world can no longer afford to have the corporations call the shots. You know, these, these groups of people, these companies that have no vested interest, uh, no fiduciary interest in the public good. They're, 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 um, they're holding to their stockholders, to their shareholders. You know, that's, that's their purpose. And, and they, don't, they don't even, you know, pretend. I mean, sometimes they do, but, but a lot of them don't even pretend to care about the rest of the, the world. You know, they're going to manufacture what they want to manufacture and sell what they want to sell, regardless of its effects on our health, on our future. You know, just look at the, the fossil fuel industry, the uh, livestock industry manufacturing, oh, well, I mean, the transportation industry. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, think about it. Think about all the good that is, um, that is in the works, you know, that, that, that would not have happened anytime soon, you know, were the coronavirus not to have afflicted us. And, and consider also that, you know, this inaction by our politicians, and I, you, know, you just can't blame the politicians entirely. You've got to blame us for, for voting them in, for being that, that, well, you know, they lower our taxes. So like, you know, they're on our side, right? No. <laughs> so, but, um, so yeah, this, you know, this coronavirus is, is going to um, influence everything. And, and, and like, you know, again, if, if, if it weren't for it, um, Politics would be business as usual. 
and um, and then in ten or, tw ten or twenty years, um, we'd be living through circumstances for ten or twenty years instead of two or three years that um, that might make this coronavirus seem like a picnic, you know. Um, um, one more thing about climate change, for example, there's about 80% of, of civilization of, of people co are congregated along the shores. And with climate change, you know, it's rising the sea level. And you might think that like half a foot of sea level rise is no big deal. Just like you might think that, um, you know, two or three degrees Celsius of you know, global temperature rise is no big deal. Listen to the scientists. It, it, it's a huge deal. So, like, we may have to vacate all these cities that we spent. Uh, it's not funny, sorry. Uh, that we spent decades and centuries building up. You know, remove everyone to a um, to a new shoreline and, and hope that uh, that 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 doesn't get inundated eventually. All right, I gotta like you know. Again, let's stay positive. So, all right, the message for this program this episode is that you know i'm doing this because i like to push good things along and also because this is so important you don't want to leave anything to chance you know in other words like for example let's say there was like another pandemic that was destined you know it's set in stone it's just a matter of time destined to happen in four years or five years or six years and let's say um Let's say people didn't, for whatever reason, you know, put two and two together and, and realize that we have to end the farming of animals to be safe from these pandemics. Well, so like in, in five or six years, we find ourselves again in this situation, except maybe it's like, you know, some of these viruses are 40 times more deadly than this COVID-19 coronavirus, you know. Um, so, um, so that's that's another reason I'm doing the the, the series that you know we don't want to leave that to chance. Uh, the, the sooner the sooner we make this transition, the better. And so now let's shift from like you know reality and politics to religion. You know I I I believe that that God, you know, is punishing them. I mean look, you got to understand my my beliefs are not conventional about religion. I. I I, you know, I'm a Jew and, you know, in, in, in the, the first, beginning of the first uh, century, you know, um, where Jesus was around and stuff, there were like three Jewish sects. One of them was the Essenes. They were the smallest sect, but, you know, one of the historians, Josephus, um, described them as the most pious. And their belief was that, well, you know, if God created the world and if God is everything, then God also governs the world. What God says goes and what God doesn't say doesn't go. So, so you know, so God created this world where we, we get many blessings. Look around you. Look at, look at, look at you know, the, the houses you live in, the, the, your homes, and, you know, all the blessings that we have. We're, we're living so much better than even the kings and queens of two, three hundred years ago. You know, even a person in poverty. You know, I mean, who had cell phones back back two, three hundred years ago? Who had you know TVs and uh, mass transportation and cars and all this stuff? So, um, so you know, God has given us a lot of blessings that we really haven't deserved because you know the way the way it works is that, and this I'm I'm saying this so that you don't feel guilty about you know 
about being so evil, about, you know, consuming these animals and being a part of this problem, you know, being responsible for this problem. But, you know, the way the world works is that God causes us to do good and then rewards us and then causes us to do stuff that's not so good and punishes us. And that's what's happened with this, you know. So, but it's, an, it's important to, to understand the nature of reality accurately because, like, if, if you buy into this free will notion that, incidentally, our four top minds ever, you know, Charles um, Darwin, um, Isaac Newton, Sigmund Freud, and, and Albert Einstein, um, they considered free will, you know, an illusion. And, you know, coming from three different scientific um, disciplines, you know, um, biology, physics, and psychology, neuroscience. So, so these guys, you know, they're not wrong. So basically, they don't blame yourself. You know, you don't have a free will. This is not really fundamentally your fault. But, you know, the way the world works, the way God has made it, and, you know, for whatever reason, um, yes, um, to the extent that we don't do the right thing, we get punished, and this is a punishment. So, conversely, when we do good, when God, fortunately, uh, causes us to do good, we get rewarded. And so let's return to that theme again. I mean, this, you know, we needed this punishment, just as sometimes children need a punishment. But punishment, you know, from God. God loves us, you know. Uh, that, that's fundamental, you know. God really wants our best interest. Um, and I have a feeling even when we die, it's just not over. It's like we go to a better place. You know, that's nothing I can, like, provide any evidence about. But, you know, kind of would make sense. But um, so, so see this as, as God's love you know, basically protecting us from climate change, protecting us from a future that, again, would make this coronavirus time seem like a picnic by correcting our behavior now. So, you know, as you um, move away from this Labor Day weekend into election season and the um, holiday season, the social season, Feel optimistic about the future. You know, don't let the media, the politicians just scare the hell out of you like they like to do in order to uh, get votes or uh, get advertising revenue. Um, understand that, yes, we need to change. And because it's so imperative that we change, because it's so imperative that we end the farming of animals throughout the entire world, We'll do it. You know, this, again, I've said this before, this is kind of like a global Manhattan project. All right, about a minute left. I guess I'm out of time for this episode. So I hope you enjoyed the Liberty Weekend. Uh, watch this series every Monday through Friday on White Plains Community Media Channel 76 if you get Optimum, 45 if you get Verizon, if you're in some of the surrounding towns like Scarsdale, Hartsdale, Ardsley, um, Tarrytown. Um, it's also shown on 45 there, it's in Verizon. And, you know, it's on YouTube and, you know, again, with your phone. Because, like, you know, you know, there's not much to see in these episodes. You know, it's just like, listen to what I'm saying, right? So, like, you've got a, an iPhone, check out iTunes, the, the, the podcast is on iTunes. And if you've got an Android phone, or it's on computers also. This is this, the audio versions of these um, episodes are on podcasts. You know, so they're like, you know, after tonight, there'll be 45 up there. 
and um, and learn about it. All right. So thanks for watching and um, hearing, listening. I'll see you hopefully God willing tomorrow.